Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up on this Thursday edition, it is a special Thursday. It's the start of the NCAA tournament, and it's St. Paddy's Day. We have got you locked and loaded with events surrounding both of those. We're also going to have a conversation about Deshaun Watson and what happens next, Baker Mayfield's future in Cleveland, and the great Albert Breer stops by. All of it is yours next here. Two pros and a cup of Joe on a Thursday, St. Paddy's Day edition, Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Ah. Uh. <laughs> what what, the what hell is, is it, Lamar? Oh, what is man. this music? Well, come today? on, this is a traditional, uh, you know, Irish music. Some Irish tunes here uh, on a, on a Happy St. <laughs> Patty's Day from Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. Happy St. Patty's Day, everyone. I mean, it's a, it is an honor to be able to do this show on St. Patty's Day with one of the most famous Irishmen in all the land, Lamar Arrington. Yeah. I mean, what a what an honor this is. Uh, it is Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here, Fox Sports yeah. Radio. That's more there like it. Is, it. Lads. Yeah. That's more like it. <laughs> uh, we're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific right here. Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. Wherever you are making us a part of your St. Paddy's Day, we appreciate you doing so. It's Brady Quinn. It's LeVar Arrington. It's Jonas Knox. How are we feeling on a St. Paddy's Day? Has anybody started to drink yet? How does this uh, whole thing work? <laughs> I'm just curious. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's a little early unless, well, I guess this could be late for you guys. Depending if, how you look if, at it. if I tell the truth. You'll have to hit the dump button. I guess that's how. Well, that's, no, that's how listen, this works. It's fine. You know. You sure? Looking out for the well-being of everybody. What, on the sure. show. One one day a year. One day a year. You get a pass, Lavar. Today uh, is that day, day, my friend. Yeah. You call in sick from work. You do whatever you can if you're out there listening to just go and have yourself a good time. All right, me lads? <laughs> go out and have yourself a good time, me lads. Hey, what yeah. is it? Bailey's and coffee? Is that the morning drink uh, for uh, for? Yeah, the I mean, you can go or? Bailey's. I mean, some people just put in some Jameson and they call it a day and they get it started. You know? <laughs> wait, wait, Other that... people have a Guinness. You know, Here, Here's the thing. You know, it, it is funny how culturally – it's viewed. Everything's viewed so different over here. You go to Europe, and it's not just Ireland, but other other countries. People will have a drink, whether it's breakfast, lunch, whatever. It's it's not viewed the same way as it yeah. is here. They don't even like, have a drinking age. Yeah, I mean it's it's we're it's amateur hour over here with how we view drinking now, and, and we tend to abuse things, um, which which is our fault. But the reality is is it's not viewed quite the same. I remember being over in Ireland, and. We were on a, a ferry. We were doing this like tour with my my wife and her family, and there's a bunch of these old little ladies. They're all sitting around there having their babies <laughs> and coffee <laughs> at <laughs> 9 a.m. All chatting it up, all having a good time. And it's it's not like they were getting hammered. They're just having a drink, going out, having a little tour, having a little girls' day. It was nice. <laughs> I mean, it just sat down uh, with them, started talking. I, you know? I, I can't Jeez, even begin to think that that's a normal everything. And, and look, maybe we do. Uh, it is amateur hour around here, but I can't imagine just sitting around going, "What do you guys feel like doing?" Oh, let's go get a Bailey's and coffee. Like I just, they, just the the thought would never even occur to me. So. I know. Well, you're, not, like, you're, not, you're not a big drinker anyway. Rum so. chata works That's out, insulting. too. Have you ever tried rum chata? Is rum, is rum, is rum uh, Irish? No. No. It's not. I mean, it's not? Sorry. Isn't Bailey's rum? Uh, I mean, I, I don't think the origin of rum is, is Irish. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's It's Viking. The origin of rum is <laughs> so, so not. Yeah. So, so rum comes, comes from the Caribbean. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Is it Caribbean uh, more so? Yeah. Or, uh, Vikings well. of the Caribbean. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, uh, you know, there, there's I'm clovers. sticking with it. There's clovers everywhere. Uh, but, you know, uh, speaking of, how's that? <laughs> hey, he said it. I didn't say it. How, uh, speaking of um, of the Irish, uh, it took until, and this was pointed well, Brady's out. Brady's daughter jacked it all up. It was supposed <laughs> to be way easier. When she picked Rutgers. Got, no, she picked, yeah, she she or, ended up or, actually picking Notre Dame. She yeah. wanted to. I would not let her. Right. She got coerced but, into it. How about them Irish? Yeah, oh. let's yeah. Go. But again, her being swayed away from what her original pick was going. To there be. it is. There yeah. it is. Let me hear it. Yeah, let me hear it. Jimmy Clausen is a tool. Hey, hold on, no, hey, come on now. Don't, don't play with that man. Don't play with that man. Let me ask you this. Did you guys see the Mike Bray post-game press conference? Uh, was he still sweating? Uh, he, he was. Boy, he was sweating. Yeah. Yeah. When you play in a double overtime, the first time I believe they've been to the tournament since 2017, but you get a win, and now you go take on Bama. And I'll tell you, here's, what, here's why I like their chances against Bama. Bama with Nate Oates is the type of team that just, if they have a bad shooting night, you're winning. You're winning because all they do is shoot threes pretty much. That are layups. And so if they catch them on a bad shooting night, even though Alabama's been a better team, they got a shot. I'm telling you, this team is scrappy. They're putting the fight in the fight in Irish. I love it. I, love I, it. I needed uh, – see, I was uh, pot committed to Notre Dame because I think I have them beating Bama in this next round. So I was yeah. sweating that out two overtimes last night, even more so than Mike Bray. By the way, Bray seems like uh, the complete opposite of Brian Kelly uh, for, for uh, yes. some reason. That would, just, that would uh, be a, a fair <laughs> – just a great, a great guy, a great dude, a guy you want to have a drink with, which it was very apparent given his post-game <laughs> press conference – or uh, not press conference, his post-game – um, interview that he was going to be having a drink on their way out to San Diego now to play Alabama. Yeah, that's uh, it's a lot of fun. That was uh, that was a hell of a game. Uh, and then um, you know, I listen. I thought uh, you know maybe Bryant in the uh, oh, the early yeah. game was going yeah. to uh, you know with the How leading uh, the leading score in the country. How about them hey, apples? Huh? Sloan Squ- Sloan Quinn. Uh, easy for me to say. Uh, what is she three and one three so and far one. on the tourney? That's four and zero. Oh, she's three and one. I'm telling you, uh, this could be a dangerous <laughs> way to slide that slope. in. By the way. Yeah. That you're leading uh, her in the standings. I'm that's just, that's yeah, good. Yeah. Oh. She's got to know. She's got to know that Daddy's you know, st- still number one. So yeah, it uh, it happens. Um, and she's going to get her pick though. See, she's going to win with that one. There's going to be that one that nobody saw that she chose, and it's going. San Francisco. It's going to mess everything up. She's got to win like three up. or four games in the tournament. Yes, yeah, 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 San Fran was it Elite Eight or Final Four? She's got him. I think she has him to the Elite Eight because uh, I, th- I believe they're in the same region as Baylor. And she has Baylor going to the Final Four. Like I swear to you, I did not tell her anything. I would just ask her matchups. She's got three of the one seeds going to the Final Four. I can't. I have to go down and look at what her sheet was because we do old school, old school too. We write it in. Uh, but she had uh, Kansas, Baylor, Gonzaga as part of her Final Four. I was like, all right, that's that's pretty good for knowing nothing. Like I'm trying to explain the sport to her, let alone what's what the name of some of these teams are. Yeah, I was gonna say if you go uh, if you go mascot, that's usually where people make their picks. Like, uh, right. there's yeah, I, a- I wasn't I wasn't doing that. I, I wanted her to just to listen to the name and then pick whatever one she was feeling in her heart. Hmm. I mean, uh, do you think uh, these guys that jump from the NBA or jump from high school straight to the NBA, like I wonder if LeBron has some regret just from the standpoint he didn't experience at least one NCAA tournament. I, I think it's absolute bananas. It's uh, the most fun time, especially Thursday and Friday. And we talked about it, hinted at it a little bit, the most difficult, just in the sense that if you're a number one seed, what's the advantage? 
Like, really, like there's no home court advantage. You can play in a region, but it's not really a home court advantage. You you play well all year long. You don't really know who you're going to match up with until very shortly before. So it's a crash course in trying to prep for these games. Like, it, it's why I think of all the sports, easily the most difficult uh, as far as winning a championship, which is why guys who have won multiples, like Mike Krzyzewski and some of these other guys, all credit to them because this is an absolute nightmare, I, th- I, I would think, to get prepared for if you're one of the players or one of the coaches on these staffs. You were one of the first people to kind of bring this to my attention. We were talking about it, and the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, what good is it being a number one seed? Now, I know besides Virginia, who lost in, what, 2018, I believe? That's the only number one seed to lose to a 16 seed in the first round. So, uh, you know, history is on the side of the one seeds, but, you know, regionally, what, they're they're closer to their school? But it's not... It's not like you're in your own home environment in your own home court. So you don't have that feeling, which for anyone who's played basketball uh, to any level, you'd realize when you go to an unfamiliar environment, shooting becomes odd because of how the space is behind the hoop, how it may feel behind the hoop, and just the space of the, of the gym in general. Um, and so it takes some getting used to sometimes. The court, the way the ball bounces, all those little things, that's part of it. You don't have that home field uh, advantage. If, if you're far away and your fans aren't traveling because they don't know how long you're going to be there. So it's just – it's a really, really difficult format to ultimately determine who is the best team in college basketball. And we don't see it in any other sport. Like, what other sport has a playoff system where there's not some sort of home field advantage and that top seed for the regular season or I guess even the, the conference championship postseason is able to take advantage of it? There's really not, and and I, I think it, it's it's an incredibly difficult task, especially when you think about the game of basketball, and it only takes, like I was just talking about with Notre Dame and Alabama, that matchup coming up now, it only takes a bad shooting night, yep. and, and you could be in trouble. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's, it's not, I mean, I, I remember being a Browns player, and we used to go to this um, school, Bolden Wallace, it's a D3 school, really close to where the Browns facility is, and so as you could imagine, When you've got guys like Braylon Edwards, okay, who's doing like windmill dunks, and we had other extremely athletic players, guys who played basketball, we'd go out and play pickup games with these kids who played on a D3 basketball team. You know who ended up winning the majority of the time? The Baltimore Wallace kids, because they were lights (laughs) out. I mean, these kids were lights out shooting, and it was frustrating because, like, you had to play good defense. Otherwise, like you, you work. At, I mean, you had to get a hand in the face. You had to play good defense. You had to hope they missed a little bit, and you put pressure on them. Otherwise, you're going to lose out, and, and that's how the tournament works out. You can get a team on, on a hot streak or sister jeans, kind of blessing them with the holy water. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're playing in the Elite Eight, the Final Four. I love it. I love it. I love. I love that about the tournament. That that there's the unexpected. You have to deal with all of the the unexpected. You know environment environmental changes i mean to me whether they're whether they should be considered to be the best whether the circumstances calls for them to be the best i like the fact that you have one tournament that that puts you in a situation where whoever can can figure it out like even if you have a bad shooting night uh, as a coach you always say you got to find a way to figure it out and if you can't figure it out you're going to lose and if you lost, then you weren't the better team that night, and you have to accept the fact that 
if there's games ahead, then you try to figure out why you lost. If there aren't any games ahead, you got to see the the importance or or how critical it is to not to not let the game get away from you because you know there is no tomorrow. I just you know I kind of like it. I, I like the entertainment value of it. It's chaos, absolute chaos. And also, you guys know better than me. What's the class schedule like right now? I mean, oh, they do don't they... have to do classes right now. That that this they are supposed to focus in. On their job. Well, I mean, they got to focus uh, in on their job. Maybe that's Penn State, bro. I'll put it this way: (laughs) they got focus. Notre Dame doesn't give two craps about that. (laughs) I I will promise you right now. I never had one instance where someone said, "Oh, it's okay. You don't have to do that. You can move this." Never once. Not in a bowl game scenario. Not in the course of a season. Never. So I can promise you. During bowl games, though, you're on uh, winter. We have finals, bud. We have finals. During bowl? Like During December? bowl practice and preparation. Yes, December. We, you go all the way up, or at least our schedule went all the way up until easily no, the we second, if not third F week that. of December. No, we weren't in school during, during well, Were you on week. quarters? What system were you on? We were on yeah. semesters. We did semesters, I believe. Yeah. We went all the way through. We would basically be through bowl practice and all that until – uh, not quite Christmas, but we'd be taking finals and all of that late into December. Yeah, no, not not at Penn State. <laughs> so we, were, but, we were out so, of school by then. So, so I, I can promise you this. With some of these schools, these kids are still taking classes. They still have work to do. Now, they might be able to work something out um, just because, again, they don't know. I mean, they, they don't know if these teams are going to go on a run and they left and thought they were only going to be away for one game, then they're gone for two weeks. You know, you never know how that works out, but – um, you know, if they're, they're they usually times up with spring break for some of the schools. For others, though, if they're in class, like that's just part of it. They're trying to make up work in the meantime. I can promise you, uh, at Notre Dame, those kids aren't getting a pass. It's, it was never like that for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I've told you the story. I remember Tyrone Willingham riding around on rollerblades, coming to uh, make sure that we were in class, like physically <laughs> sitting in class, Wait. checking on everyone. Wait, yeah. what? Rollerblades? I, I swear to you, my freshman year, we had this bio <laughs> lecture. It was a biology course, and I think it was Professor Bender was his name. It was like a, one of those 300-person big auditoriums. And I remember looking up because someone's like, hey, coach is here. And I like look back up at this big auditorium and there he is, helmet, elbow pads, <laughs> everything, rolling it around. He was like rolling, rollerblading in throughout the halls to, to check off. He, yeah. had, uh, he had a no. student manager checking to make sure everyone in our freshman class was in this class that was supposed to be. Yeah, y'all were in trouble. And no, nobody had the decency to give him a 10 speed. Like he couldn't give him a bike at least. He wanted to. It was his thing. He wanted to. Because he wasn't going to be able to bike literally into um which that was debartable hall he wasn't gonna be able to bike inside there but he could rollerblade through those halls i don't think you've ever told that story oh, on the air yeah. wow good for it was like a great 80s 90s movies we just have rollerblading yeah you know? hell yeah man uh all right it is uh, two pros and a cup of joe here on fox sports radio lavar errington brady quinn jonas knox brought to you by indeed hiring heating up indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract screen and interview candidates all in one place sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on indeed whose resumes match your job description visit indeed.com slash credit and speaking of indeed you need to listen up join fox sports radio's million dollar bracket challenge powered by indeed that's right the million dollar bracket challenge if you fill out a perfect bracket at fox you will win one million dollars i repeat
guaranteed $1 million, and you can compete against Fox Sports Radio hosts and fellow listeners. The listener in first place, even without a perfect bracket, wins a 48-inch ViewSonic HDTV. That's right, a 48-inch HDTV will be yours, sponsored by ViewSonic. You can fill out your bracket now until 11 a.m. Eastern time this morning at FoxSportsRadio.com. So time is running out, just a few hours left, up until 11 a.m. Eastern time on FoxSportsRadio.com. That's FoxSportsRadio.com to fill out your perfect bracket and get official rules. Make it happen. Get in on this. Let's talk a little trash and let's have some fun as we watch the tournament together. All right, it's coming up next. Uh, It is the big story in the NFL, and apparently it is getting down to the wire. We've got the latest right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up a uh, little over 20 minutes from now, uh, we will get into um, some controversy in the world of sports. Uh, some people are very outraged by an incident that took place uh, last night. Uh, we will discuss whether or not there's some validity to it or uh, people are being overly dramatic. So that'll be a fun conversation here. Happy St. Patty's Day to uh, you and yours. Uh, take a part in the program here again we're going to be taking you all the way up until 9 a.m eastern time six o'clock pacific uh it is the uh the new uh hottest story in the nfl what the hell is deshaun watson going to do uh as he is down to four teams uh it is the browns it is the falcons the saints and the carolina panthers uh, according to uh, some people at fox bet they say the saints are the betting favorite uh to land uh um, deshaun watson but as it stands right now he is reportedly Torn between his decision, no timetable for Deshaun Watson to go ahead and make that choice. So the Houston Texans continue to wait for Deshaun Watson to figure things out. So well, here we are. To, to me, it's a big decision outside of the obvious with everything going on off the field, and it's his you know reintroduction to the league. And besides that part of it, I, I think there's a couple things in play here. One, you've got Atlanta, who may be in or bidding on this, which they obviously have to submit a trade proposal to Houston just to get a meeting. So that's where he's from, close to where he grew up. The practice facility is there, I believe, in Flowery Branch, I think is where it's what it's yeah. called. You got Carolina, who's close to his old stopping grounds in college where he was a legend. So you have those two things weigh on you. Then you've got this Browns team who obviously, you know, wants to make a move, took a big risk in this stuff getting out there and inquiring about you becoming their quarterback that has a talented roster that was a playoff team two years ago. And then you've got the Saints, who, you know, also not necessarily a playoff team this past year, but has been in the past, new head coach, but an organization that's been successful more often than not of late, but you don't know if they're heading in the right direction or not. So I think from a career standpoint, there's a lot to prove. From a personal standpoint, if you don't go to Atlanta or Carolina, do you feel a, you know maybe regret or remorse for, for not taking one of those opportunities and knowing how special that is? I mean, look, I, I got drafted into it, you know, being close to Columbus, Ohio, where I was from, getting drafted in Cleveland. It's one of the coolest things ever to be able to have your friends, your family, the people that watched you throughout your life go through this journey and then be there with you to see you then play as a professional athlete. There, there is nothing like that. And so those things you're all weighing, 
But I, I just I wonder if he worries about the pressure that's on him because, again, I, and I keep going back to this because it gets lost in the in the conversation of the off the field issues is. He was the one that chose not to want to play for the Texans before all of the stuff came out, before everything was known about the, the civil allegations and the criminal charges that have been dropped. So, you know, you've got to take that into account that there's probably an element of him realizing, like, this, this is it. He's going to get this chance to be the guy and hopefully make it you know, successful. Otherwise... If he wants to move on from one of these organizations after two or three years, there's going to be some baggage. There's going to be some stench, and, and more so than what already is coming to whatever this organization is now that he'd be moving forward to. So it is a gigantic decision, especially since all these suitors are, are the ones choosing him, or he, get, he gets to choose. If we get drafted, you don't get a choice in that. You know, he hasn't had to really go through this decision since high school where he could go and play. Now he's got that choice. None of them are definitively good teams. I mean, you you look at the list of them, and and so that's what makes it it makes it interesting. Whatever decision it is that he chooses to make, and moving forward, what is he placing the value on? Is he placing it on the sentimental value of it being close to where he played his college ball? Is he placing it on personnel? Is he placing it on who the coach is, is he placing it on all of those things? I just wonder because it it is not going to be the easiest of scenarios for him to have success or or better yet, the team to have success. And, and we all know that there's going to be a microscope on Deshaun Watson if he indeed gets to on a team and is playing. So So now if he goes to Carolina – you look at Carolina, you say Tom Brady. New Orleans is is, you know, they're they're vulnerable, and Atlanta they're vulnerable, and 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 so it's a one team, it's it's a possible one team uh, division with maybe two if Deshaun Watson goes to the Saints or the Panthers because it's really kind of the same exact scenario for the Saints and the Panthers. Now, I think the Panthers are trending in in the right direction, but I'm not sure if Matt can do it at the at the pro level. So you're taking a chance on if you're going to have to get a new coach based upon maybe the coach that's there not being able to handle the load of being an NFL coach. You don't know. And then what is the situation in, in New Orleans like? You just don't know because it's going to be a new coach and they're kind of in flux right now. Like their defense seemingly is kind of still intact. You know, their offense is is this that's tremendous. That's a tremendous uh, question mark going on right now at the receiver's position. Kamara's situation in the backfield. So and if you you choose any of those other teams, so it's like Atlanta, everybody's in the NFC South. It's it's all the same situations. The one that is the most intriguing of them all is Cleveland to me because you do have you're going to get your your best offensive lineman back from from being injured. You're going to have a good a good offensive front. You're going to have a solid running running game. You know, on on the edges, I mean, you got you got players but they they now need another receiver to to go with that. I mean, if you unless you think the younger guys 
can get it done. But I think the more intriguing, the more intriguing team here would be Cleveland. But then now you got to ask yourself the question: <laughs> If it ends up being Cleveland, like the Cleveland that we know, and that was only like you know a one year thing for them to make it to the playoffs, then how does that look on him? So I, I just I think it's a tough decision for him to make in terms of if he's going to walk into a situation that yields him a successful outcome. Uh, If he goes to the NFC, if he goes to one of those three teams, Atlanta, Carolina, or New Orleans, he's top three quarterback in the the conference right out of the jump. Because I would put him right behind Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. So the path, if, if he wants to win a Super Bowl, it would feel like the path may be a little bit easier than the NFC. I just can't I can't help but feel somewhat bad for the Houston Texans. I don't know nobody wants to do this because it's it was cool to pick on the Texans. It was cool to pick on Bill O'Brien uh, and Jack Easterby and all these guys. Deshaun Watson has come as close as you possibly can to crippling a franchise without actually crippling a franchise all the way. He completely derailed whatever last season was, and I don't want to hear anything. Well, they did it to themselves. My ass. They traded away DeAndre Hopkins, and then he signed the deal. He he sat and thanked everybody involved, all these quote-unquote villains that were involved, Bill O'Brien, Easterby, the McNairs, all of this, and then just decided after a 4-12 and season that he was a part of, no, I got to go. And now if you're the Texans, you finally decide, all right, we got to move on, and you got to wait around for this guy to make his decision. Like, I, it, like they've just got to acquiesce to him this entire way. If I'm a Houston Texans fan, and I don't know how many of those are left, let me tell you what we need to do. You want to get even? You boo his ass next time he's in Houston. You boo his ass. Uh, don't take it too far with some of the uh, the jokes you want to make about you know some of the off-the-field stuff. But this guy has ruined your franchise. He's ruined the franchise. And now they got to wait around for him to make a decision. I don't feel bad for him that this is a tough decision at all. He did this to himself. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Can we get a round of applause? And I mean it as fast as possible. A round of uh, of applause. Yeah. Jonas Knox with the word of the day. Acquies. Yeah, acquiesce. Yeah, acquiesce. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, (laughs) acquiesce. Ah, uh, you are I mean, unbelievable. I, I'll just say, <laughs> I, I haven't heard you use that word ever, and we've worked together for years. <laughs> you are unbelievable. What did you start saying acquiesce? Uh, I don't know. I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, you know what? i got to use some more uh, vocabulary. Uh, Do you have like one a, of those calendars, like a word of the day calendar? No. That's a that's a great word. I've never heard you word use that ever throughout a, the course of any show we've done together. What does it mean? It, uh, you know, it's like accepting of something reluctant, reluctantly. Like, oh. You know, like uh, cater to kind of, I guess. Is that another way to put sure. it? I don't know. Sure. You know something okay. along those lines. But am I crazy here? Like, the, the, I mean, just the right, balls the on word. this guy. Don't, don't try to transition away. Yeah. It, was, it was great word usage. It I mean, was. You, do you have a new book you're reading? Like, no, what's going listen, on? Uh, it's, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, I got a couple of tricks up my sleeve. You know, I don't need to be, uh, you know, didn't give away the secrets here. I mean, I'll tell uh, you what, you got man. a couple tricks, um, all right. Hey, yeah. LeVar, <laughs> yeah, well. I, I mean, I, I feel pretty acquiesce about uh, Jonas right now. <laughs> do you? What do I have, LeVar? Uh, nothing, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, all right, so uh, so there it is. So we wait uh, for Deshaun Watson to make his decision, and so do the Houston Texans uh, and their fan base. What do you guys uh, think is the best decision? New Orleans. What team? New Orleans? New Orleans. What do you think, Brady? Really? Yeah. Oh man! I mean, the most interesting I, for us is Cleveland. Why do you think? Why do you think yeah. New Orleans? 
Um, I feel like they've got a better defense, and I th- and I think the roster is still pretty solid and intact, and they've shown the ability to, to draft well and build around the quarterback. Because I would say whatever version of Deshaun Watson you're getting this year, it's better than what Drew Brees was his final year. I mean, I mean, I'll say that right now. So if you and they they've owned the the Bucks okay. since okay. Tom Brady but, has but, gotten there. But hold, hold on for a second. Not, yeah. not when it mattered, by the way. Not, not two years what? ago when it yeah, mattered. Leave the details. Uh, Alvin Kamara. We have no idea what's going to happen with him. Michael Thomas. I mean, I don't know if he wants to play. If he doesn't, maybe Deshaun Watson coming will will, will make him want to play. It's a bloated contract, though, based on his lack of production. I mean, those are your two stars on offense. Big concerns over what exactly is going on there. Not to say that Atlanta doesn't have issues. I mean, Calvin Ridley won't be playing in 2022. So Why? What happened? going to an Atlanta? <laughs> well, yeah. It was only $1,500, Jones. <laughs> so That's I, it. I, I, That's I, all I, it was. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I think Carolina should be in play. The Browns, to me, are the one that are the most interesting because I think it makes that division now between Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and – you know, I guess Mitchell Trubisky, you know, for the time being. Uh, but it makes that division really competitive and really intriguing. And, you know, right away you're looking at them with Amari Cooper now who they've added. Um, and I know they've, they've moved on from Hooper and Jarvis Landry is now a free agent. But they still have a ton of talent on that roster. So I just – I think that's the most – Intriguing one because the domino effect of what would happen with Mayfield and everything else. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Uh, All right, coming up next, we got a a little bit of outrage. Uh, Are people being way too overly dramatic uh, in the world of sports? We'll get into that for you in another edition of In Case You Missed It right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Little U2 on St. Patty's Day. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, coming up uh, top of next hour, uh, somebody is, uh, I don't know if they're trying to stir the pot or if they're just trying to, uh, uh, you know, get people on their side for whatever reason, but uh, very interesting how this uh, this whole discussion came about in the NFL yesterday. We will get into that for you right here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, we are brought to you by Indeed. If cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, and you need Indeed because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire visiting Indeed.com slash credit. Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you missed it. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Lee Zlap. That's right, you guys. In case you missed it, last night Steph Curry left the game in the second quarter and got an MRI afterwards after Marcus Smart dove into his legs when they were going for a loose ball. After that, you could see him and uh, Steve Kerr getting into it on the court. This is what Kerr had to say after the game. 
I, I thought it was a dangerous play. I thought I thought Marcus drove into Steph's knee, and, I, and that's what I was upset about. Um, a lot of respect for Marcus. He's a hell of a player, gamer, um, competitor. I coached him in uh, the World Cup a few summers ago. Um, we talked after the game. Um, you know, we're, we're good, but I thought it was a dangerous play. You know, just let him know. I don't understand what he... Like, he was hustling, man. Yeah, it was an effort oh, yeah, play. Exactly. I mean, is he really trying to tell, oh, don't do that because Steph Curry's a superstar? Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're going to take that position, should you be saying that about every player then? Uh, yeah, I don't get it. Here's what I know about... This is what I hate about the argument for, well, you know, he's a star player. You can't hurt him. It hurts the league. Hey, dude... Steph Curry's made a ton of money. He's the type of guy that can come back from that because he's not the type of high-flyer dunker. He's a shooter. He, he, he'll be able to come back from that. If there's a fringe guy who gets hurt and he's, his NBA career is drastically impacted by it, who does it affect more? I, I, I kind of hate that narrative just because Steph Curry's a superstar that guys have to then change the way they're going to play around him and their effort that they show. Give me a break. And one of the things uh, I saw out there, people were defending uh, Steve Kerr, and they said, well, it's not like Steph Curry was uh, diving for the ball as well. Okay, so that's Marcus <laughs> Smart's fault? Like, because Steph right. Curry wanted to bend over to pick the ball up and Marcus Smart dove for it? I just I, – I, I don't I don't get it, man. I think Steve Kerr, whatever he's whatever he's trying to pull there, I, I don't understand. I don't know how you look at that and go, that's a dirty play. But, you know, MRI, and then we get to see what the uh, results are when it comes to that. It was, it was effort, like moving on. Yeah. I, I get it, Steve, but moving on. Yeah. Yeah. What else we got? Lee? You guys, late last night, the Dodgers reached an agreement with Freddie Freeman on a six-year, $162 million deal. First time Freddie Freeman's hit free agency. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, a couple dollars. I called this back in November. I went on <laughs> yeah, Twitter and said, uh, I think with the DH ah! and Max Muncy. And, uh, you know, you can follow me on Twitter, at RaiderRob24, where you can find yeah. proof of that. Hey, uh, well done, <laughs> Roberto. Well <laughs> done, tweet, by the way. Friend. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much. Ah! Well done, sir. Thank Jonas you. doesn't opinion. want to give you credit. I'll give you credit. <laughs> thank you. It, it happened. Thank you. I, I mean, at some point, is, do they need everybody? Like, how many? Like, how many guys making over fifteen, twenty million a year are in that lineup right now? I mean, it is crazy the amount of talent the Dodgers have. And for all the the s that was talked about the Yankees back in the day, man, the Dodgers are paying a fortune uh, for that lineup. I mean, good God, there's there's a lot of money invested in that team, and well, they uh, need to know, win. How long has it been since the Yankees have won? It's been a while. Was it 2009? 2009. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, nine. been a while. Yeah. Been a well, can, can I just say, yeah, I mean, I guess that throws, like, mud into the argument of, you know, even if you try to buy a team and buy a championship. Yeah, in baseball it, you can't. It, 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 well, you can, but it doesn't always happen. Yeah. Like, that's the, the reality. Yankees did do it. The Yankees have done it. Yeah. Um, I think you can make a case, like, the Red Sox kind of did it. Yes, 100%. Um, and the Dodgers have, have kind of done it or are doing it. That's the only thing about the sport that bothers me a little bit, though, is you you look into next season and you go, well, obviously we know who the, the best teams are or should be. It's almost like when the Yankees struggle based on how much they invest into that team or into the roster, that's where the outrage is. It's, it's not that they're not winning a series. It's that they're not even com as competitive as they should be. 
I, I, just, I think it's a problem with baseball. I, I really do. I, I know, again, it doesn't always work out when they win a championship. But going into the season, you know definitively there's certain teams that are going to be competitive and then certain teams that are just out there for the love of the game. Yeah, like the Cincinnati Reds. Who basically like, the Reds and the A's. Pirates. Oh, the, the Reds and the, the A's. Pittsburgh the, Pirates. the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. It's the reason why the, the players union wanted a, a salary floor and the owners are like, no, nah, we're good. We're still making money. So It's just it's, it's terrible. Uh, it's so funny, man. I just wish the Dodgers would do it the honest way like the Astros did, you know? Shut up. Just, what? I just, no, they, they, by the way, they need, a, they need a hard cap. It's not a floor they need. They need a hard cap. The, the hard salary cap is, is what they need to have, uh, unlike the NBA or Major League Baseball, who have these soft caps with luxury taxes, et cetera, et cetera. What else we got, Lee? You guys, it's time to pay off your bets if you lost your fantasy football league. A South Carolina man, well, from Charleston, South Carolina, actually, Collins oh, yeah. Mo. Yeah. For losing his league, he was sent to Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> On the plane, he quickly realized that he was not dressed for the occasion. Very cold out there, in case you didn't know. Uh, but people of Fargo gave him a warm welcome. They invited him to the North Dakota State basketball game where he was uh, welcome, and then later he was invited by the Fargo Force local hockey team to drop the puck. And he became quite the celebrity in Fargo, North Car- Dakota. Uh, so is this uh, is North this Carolina or North Dakota? Both South Carolina, North Dakota. Same thing. Yeah, you know, so come on, it's same country. Uh, so is this because he finished last place? Is this one of these uh, punishments it, where he finished last? Exactly. La- so you send him to North Dakota? What does like, that mean? Like, how long does he have to go there for? For the weekend, they, they gathered up cash and sent him wherever the winner chose. Like, what's the punishment? I don't know. Like, well, I, I think, think that's the South Dakota. Yeah. You go somewhere cold, I guess. Yeah, yeah like, what, like North because it's cold in North Dakota. North Dakota. I mean, hold on. Dakota. What is he? What is he flying on? Is he? Is he flying on like a, a UPS <laughs> freight charter where they sell off a couple of their <laughs> right. jump seats? Like, what, how is he getting there? Yeah, I mean, okay. Well, what are what is the uh, what is the airline that would be considered a punishment uh, if oh, you were Spirit, Spirit Airlines? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, everybody that quick. I've never flown it. Yeah. So, yeah, no. No. I've heard. I've heard stories, <laughs> bro. They charge for. Everything. Everything. Like that, if you want to carry anything on, they'll charge for it. Is that the one where there's fights all the time? Yes. Or is that... Uh, They're based in South Florida here. And let me tell you, it gets wild. So like, then if it's... But I hear... Isn't that like the cheap one, though, to where it's cost effective? But is it because they charge for everything? That's why they can charge yes. less for the well, actual yeah, flight? If you just want to get from point A to point B with nothing in hand, you can do it in a very cheap manner and a lot of times direct. But you're going to be uncomfortable um, if you want to bring on a book or anything else. They're probably going to figure out a fee or charging you for it. And uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of entertainment. There's no Wi-Fi. <laughs> the service is awful. The whole entire thing. Like they are basically there to referee fights and make sure the fights don't break out on the plane. Other than that, I'm not sure why the flight attendants are there. I mean, I'm in. Like that sounds like just a, a good time. Can you smoke on that Wild. plane by any chance? Pretty much. Oh, they charge you. They charge they got a nightclub up top. <laughs> a couple of lung darts. Soul plane. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.